and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I might even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. And Eric Fry. And if you're wrong, you're wrong, but at least I have the guts to step up and make something happen. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Come in, come in into a Friday edition, a Friday before a holiday edition of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio, we're live on the air, and it's December 22nd, 2023, how's everyone feeling out there? Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you, and we got a lot of stuff to uh, cover here today. Of course, there's something happened late night in baseball, baseball news. I think there was some free agent signing that we'll get to. Uh, Made a big splash. Uh, Local sports, of course, from uh, last night, both in the uh, boys' basketball and a girls' basketball realm, trying to get the games in before the holiday break. And even got some games on the schedule for tonight. As well, including the Carmelo Pirates, who are in action mm-hmm. this evening. So we'll hit up on uh, that. And we'll also uh, be getting to another game uh, that is on uh, tonight on our airwaves. It's bragging rights tonight. That's right, at the uh, Enterprise Center there in uh, St. Louis. The arena's cut in half, Illinois versus Missouri. And we'll be hitting up on uh, that. Hopefully, Illinois can not have a repeat of last year's embarrassing mm-hmm. performance. The Tigers just wiped the floor with us last year. It wasn't very fun to watch. Yep. <laughs> and we'll also be hitting up on uh, some NBA stuff. Like I mentioned, the Pistons may never win another game again. They lost again last night. We'll hit up on them. The Lakers, they may never win again either. <laughs> I, one of those is expected, one of those is not. It's just a championship celebration. I guess they celebrated that in-season tournament too hard. Good. <laughs> and they lost again last night. We'll hit up on that, and we'll take a look at the rest of the uh, college basketball uh, schedule that's uh, upcoming for uh, this weekend and uh, the uh, bowl games as well. That's going to uh, happen, and even the bowl games that are going to be on our family of networks. And we also got Pick'em to cover as well. Mm-hmm. Lots to get to uh, there today on the uh, schedule, plus our regular schedule NFL games that's on 
uh, pick them mm-hmm. uh, there. And, of course, we'll be uh, getting you updated on the Christmas Day schedule as well, and we'll keep you uh, telling you about the schedule for the uh, Christmas tournaments and next week that start on a Tuesday because we obviously will not be here on a Monday. We'll be celebrating Christmas, and hopefully you all will celebrate Christmas as well. Or whatever you celebrate. Or whatever, yeah. We don't discriminate. We just played that there at yep. the top of the yep. top of the show there about. And uh, even if we wanted to be here, Travis, we couldn't because we have NBA basketball on Monday that ah. would knock us off the air. Ten thirty a.m. bright and early. Gotcha. So NBA doesn't own a Christmas Day anymore because the NFL's got three games on Monday throughout the day, and each one of the pockets twelve, three thirty, and then the big one: Ravens and 49ers there at the to close out Christmas Day. So mm-hmm. it's not like it what it used to be. That's true. It used to be just the NBA's day. But not anymore. At least in sports wise. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we got a lot to get to in whatever we don't get to here in the Trushel Show. We get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion. You know where to find that. Your favorite podcasting formats as well as the website, fmrated.com. Alright, so we need to get things started and we need to get it started with a uh, segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And, of course, we're going to start off in that uh, big uh, baseball news uh, that happened uh, there uh, last night. I got the notification as I was making my way back home uh, from the game at Marshall last night. And I'm going to keep saying it until the cows come home. But Arizona Diamondbacks, look at what you did as you swept the Dodgers out of the postseason. And uh, now the Dodgers just keep it collecting infinity stones as not only do they go out and get the best free agent on the market and Shohei Otani and back in that contract so much that he has to pay him a billion dollars when he's 50 but now the Dodgers go on the open market and get the best pitcher available this year as now they signed last night uh, Yamamoto as a 12-year deal $325 million contract for Yamamoto. And uh, the Dodgers will have to pay a $50 million posting fee, but they also have a $50 million signing bonus as well for Mr. Yamamoto. So, Infinity Stone, just come on over. $1 billion is what the Dodgers have just spent this offseason to collect Otani and Yamamoto. Yeah, $1 billion on two players. Oh, my goodness. On two players. And I was just talking to someone last night when I saw that news that, you know, all right, they have Otani and Yamamoto. I forgot that they traded for Glasnow. So yep, yep, and Glasnow. And Glasnow as well. They just keep collecting players. How is this legal that they're going to be spending a billion dollars on two players and the two biggest international stars as well going to be coming to L.A.? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you want me to say, Travis. Uh, Um, I hate this. I hate this. I hate it. Now, I – all right. So here's here's the thing, and I'm I'm trying to be positive this morning, Travis. I really am because – on one hand, it's absolutely awful 
as a fan of baseball. Mm-hmm. Because you have one team that's just gobbling up everybody. Yeah. This has to lead to a cap, Travis. We talked yeah. about it with the Otani deal. Mm-hmm. You are making it so that these small, little market teams cannot contend. Yeah. Cannot compete. Right. And I'm even thinking of teams like that have competed in the past. The Rays, the Orioles. The Orioles have a great team right now. Mm-hmm. But when all those players become free agents, they're not going to be able to compete with this. Right. It's exactly. just, you know, we of course the A's, the Royals, but even teams, Travis, like the Tigers and the Guardians and teams that have been in the postseason recently mm-hmm. can't compete with this. Yeah. There no. are maybe, Travis, four or five teams mm-hmm. that can legitimately compete with the money that the Dodgers are throwing around. And those yeah. are the Mets, the mm-hmm. Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, of course. Yeah. And I would say, I wanted to say the Cubs, but they don't ever spend it. I'd say the Braves. Yeah. Well, in uh, the Giants, I mean, they're always into the conversation. They were in the conversations yep. with uh, Judge last year when he was a free agent, and obviously uh, they had Correa for a hot second uh, as well, so they were going to shell out some money, and they did sign that international outfielder uh, as well, so I would throw them in there. And the Padres, they've been uh, spending the last couple off seasons uh, as well just to try to compete with the Dodgers in, in that division, but uh, now the Dodgers even go beyond that as well i would agree with this something has to be done i don't know if a real salary cap would help but just at least a cap on the deferred money yes we've seen deferred contracts before the dodgers even have it on the books now of mookie Mm -hmm. Betts and freddie freeman we've said that but it's just the amount of deferred money that they're going to be paying Shohei otani there should be a, a cap on this uh, this shouldn't happen where they pay one guy $700 million and just because it's so backloaded on the contract that they go out and they sign another guy for $300 million well, and for 12 years as well. That's the thing, Travis. If you want to go and pay whatever you want to pay Otani, fine. Yeah. But then you shouldn't be able to go and pay for other people. Yeah. Like if you want, if you want to spend $200 million on one player, that's great. Now the rest of your team suffers. Because you spent so much on one player. Right. That's not happening anymore. No. It is just, we just spend, 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 spend. And again, what is the ceiling? Exactly. What is the limit? There is none. There is none right now. It is just however much you are willing to spend as an owner and as a group, that's what you're going to spend. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked a lot this offseason, Travis, about, and... We've talked about the Cardinals, of course. We've also talked about the Cubs mm-hmm. and the lack of spending from both those teams. Yeah. Travis, I understand it. Mm-hmm. Even, even I'll use Chicago. Chicago, I would say, probably is, like I said, a top five market team. Mm-hmm. As far as media goes, it's one of the top two. Yeah. As far as revenue they bring in from TV and everything like that, as far as how much the franchise is worth, it's probably right up there in the top five. I know it's in the top ten. But, Travis, they're gun-shy about spending this money, and I don't blame them. Right. Because, again, it's just, it's absurd. It is absurd. And, again, with these players, here's the other thing, Travis. 
let's say Chicago, and I'm going to use Chicago for an example. It's not happening. No. So you're at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Cubs are the fourth value franchise, according yeah. to uh, Forbes, worth $4.1 billion. Yeah. And the crazy part is that apparently the uh, teams like the Yankees and the Mets, they offered him huge money as well yep. up in the $300 million neighborhood. But, yeah, he still chose the uh, Dodgers over both of those teams, obviously, because, oh, hey, you know, uh, my countrymen, my teammate from the World Baseball Classic and a guy that I probably would, I don't know if he consider a mentor, but a guy that you probably look up to and show Otani, Oh, well, why wouldn't I want to play there with them if they're going to uh, give me this? Now, another thing about uh, Yamamoto is that uh, I you understand of why other teams would be kind of hesitant to do this. This is $325 million to a guy that hasn't pitched in the uh, big leagues yet in MLB. Yeah, it's one thing to pick it, uh, pitch at the high level of Japan and whatnot, but that doesn't always translate to success. You know, Yamamoto obviously is a great talent, mm-hmm. and there's no doubt about that. And I think that he will be a, a great pitcher in the majors. But this is a guy that hasn't pitched in the major leagues yet, and you still give him a contract like this to him, mm-hmm. a guy that's uh, unproven. Now, with all this being said, Travis, we, you and me were talking before we came on the air, and you talked about how this makes baseball unwatchable. Yeah, right, crown him now, right? I mean, yeah, I just go ahead and pencil him into the World Series. Uh, hold the brakes on that, Travis. <laughs> okay. I have some teams that landed big free agent hauls in the offseason that we all said they won the offseason. Uh-huh. Let's see where they ended up. Okay. So the first one I have is the 96-97 Florida Marlins. They signed Moises Alou, Bobby Bonilla, and Alex Fernandez. What happened to them in the 97 season? They won what the World Series. Yeah. Okay. It worked so out. We're one and one. Mm-hmm. Next, we have the 98-99 D-backs, who signed Randy Johnson and Steve Finley. Hmm. What happened to them in 98-99? Nothing. What happened to them? It took a while. Yeah. But in about three years, mm-hmm. they got the World Series. Yeah. So, again, we're two for two. Again, going way back. Mm-hmm. So, let's find something maybe a little more closer. How about the 2000-2001 Rockies, Travis? They signed Mike Hampton to eight years, $121 million, and Danny Nagel to five years and $51 million. How'd that work out for the Rockies? No World Series. Uh, not very series. good. Nope. Nope. How about the 0304 Angels, who spent five years at $70 million on Bartolo Colon, and, or four years, $51 million on Bartolo Colon, and five years, $70 million on Vlad Guerrero in 0304. Uh-huh. How'd that work out for him? Not uh, very good. Not well. That was the yeah. That was a year after they missed. You know, won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so well. How about the 0405 Mets, Travis? When they spent seven years and 119 billion on Carlos Beltran and four years, 53 million on Pedro Martinez. Yeah. How many World Series did that get the Mets? None. None. How about the uh, the 0809 Yankees, who spent eight year, 180 million on Texera, seven year, 161 million on CC Sabathia, and five years, 82.5 million on AJ Burnett. Oh, yeah. 0809, 09, they won the World Series. I say I knew that 09, one worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about the 2011 2012 Marlins, 
who signed Jose Reyes to six years, $106 million. Mark Burley, four years, $58 million. And Heath Bell, three years, $27 million. How'd <laughs> that work Bell. out for the Marlins, Travis? Uh, not well. How about the 2011-2012 Angels, who signed Albert Pujols to a 10-year, $240 million deal, as well mm. as C.J. Wilson to a five-year, $77.5 million deal? Mm. How'd that work uh, out for... Uh, not well. Nothing. How about the pinstripes, Travis? The Yankees, 2013-2014, signed Jacoby Ellsbury to <laughs> seven years, $153 million. Signed Ellsbury. Tanaka to seven years, $155 million. And Brian McCann, five years, $85 million. How did that work out for the Yankees? They haven't been to the World Series and won it since. Mm. So, obviously, not very well. No. How about the 2014-15 Red Sox? Hanley Ramirez, Pablo Sandoval, that would eventually get them a World Series, but it took till 2018, and that signing mm. was 2014, so it took four more four years, years to get it. How yep. about the 2012-2022 Rangers? Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, John Gray. Hey, it worked out. They won a World Series, but one of those players isn't there anymore. Yeah. And Mr. Gray. It took a while. Mm -hmm. And Travis, how about the 2022-2023 Mets? Brandon Nemo, Edwin Diaz, yeah. Justin Verlander, Senga, Quintana, o yep. Oviedo, Robertson, Navarez. And where did it get the Mets this year? Yeah, nowhere. nowhere. They missed the playoffs. Just because you spend the money does not mean you're going to win. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I, I, I'm trying my best here <laughs> because I – woke up this morning after seeing this news and I felt the same way as you. Yeah, I know. That this stinks for baseball. This stinks for everything. The NL is totally oblivious now. But Travis, just because you win the offseason does not mean you win the regular season. Yeah, no, that that is true. Because baseball, unlike football and basketball, basketball, you have five guys in the court at a time. Those five, getting a big free agent there is huge because they're on the court most of yeah. the time touching a ball. Mm -hmm. Football, it's 18 weeks. Yeah. It's a shorter it's a sample time. Baseball is 162 games. There's a lot that can happen in 162 right. games. Yeah. Whether that be bad chemistry, cold streaks, mm -hmm. injuries. Yeah. All those things can happen. And right. you can sign someone like Shohei Otani. And he can DH for you because that's all he can do right now. Yep. But if I'm drawing a blank on anyone else, so I'll just say, if Mookie Betts commits an error out in the outfield in the ninth inning, Shohei Otani ain't helping you there. No. That's not helping you. If the closer can't pitch mm -hmm. and gives up a run, Shohei Otani's not helping you there. No. No. Nope. So, as much as, as it pains me, go ahead, L.A. Spend the money. And we'll see where we're at in October. Yeah. And if they're in the World Series, great for them. If they're not, Travis, I'm going to pose a very dangerous question. Okay. If the Dodgers do not make the World Series this year or next year, What's next? What's next, Yeah. What can they do? How desperate do they become? Yeah. Because, again, Seems Betts like they already and Freeman are. are not getting any younger. No. 
they're not old by any stretch of the imagination. No. But they're not getting any younger. The other thing, Travis, with this signing, because the Dodgers were in on Yamamoto, but they weren't like the big players, it felt like. Right. It always kind of felt like the, the Yankees or the Mets. The Yankees or the Mets, or even I saw the Giants, I think. Yeah. Does this give us our Clayton Kershaw answer? I mean, I wouldn't think that – why would you not want to go back there? <laughs> but if he told them, I don't think I'm coming back, then they went all in to get Yamamoto because yeah. they don't think he's coming back. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying is Clayton yeah. Kershaw retiring. Not that he's not going to be a Dodger. Is he done? Hmm. I mean, maybe. I I don't really see him playing for any other team, so I I do think that that would be – the the thing to do if he doesn't come back to the Dodgers yeah would be just to hang it up I and, and I, I think that's what we're what we're looking at here yeah could potentially be and also let's not uh, oversight that the uh, opening uh, night for the Dodgers you got to pay three grand to get in the door just to see the Dodgers and Yamamoto go up against the St Louis Cardinals there you go and the first series is against the Dodgers first four games of the year are out in LA and again against the Dodgers so you get up against Glasnow and Yamamoto in the first series and don't forget their first road games are against the Cubs yeah yes. so both of our teams yes will be seeing the Dodgers quite early on yep in uh, the uh, season uh, there. I just see some highlights of the uh, game last night with the Rams. Yeah. Uh, he was there in attendance, and people there were acting like he just came to the United States, apparently. Like, he yep. just came to the city of Los Angeles. Yep. Uh, he's been here for the past six years, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess the Angels stink that bad that <laughs> we treat Otani like he's a first-time visitor to L.A. Here's a, a, an interesting thing to ponder, Travis. If I'm Bobby Miller, and I know a lot of people are going, who's Bobby Miller? He's a starter for the Dodgers, who went 11 and four last year with a 376, started 22 games. Mm-hmm, or if I'm yeah. Urias, who's yeah. 11 and eight, 460 ERA, wasn't great last year, but he has been good in the past. Mm-hmm. Tony Goslin, eight mm-hmm. and five last year. I'm going, hey, where am I going to be? All right. I guess we gotta because I guess I'm good for this year because Otani's not pitching. But when Otani comes back, there's three new starters here. That's not including Clayton Kershaw. If he comes back, so that's four. Mm-hmm. You don't need seven guys starting for you, right? Yeah. So I thought that Tony Goslin was hurt, and uh, yeah, towards the yep. end of the season, he, he had Tommy John. He had Tommy yep. John surgery, so so he'll be out. Mm-hmm. But. He's gonna Bobby come, Miller definitely gonna be there. He's gonna come back. Urias is already there, and again, mm-hmm. Urias is twenty six. Bobby Miller's twenty four. These are guys that have futures. Mm-hmm. And Yamamoto is twenty five. Yeah, going to be turning twenty five. Yeah, this year. So you have to wonder what you know. Another pitcher I know um, who made some starts for the Dodgers was Dustin May, and he looked good. We were talking Cy Young either last year or the year before about him because he was doing so well, and then I think he got hurt as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think But he did. that's another pitcher, Travis. He's 25. Mm-hmm. Sheehan went 4-1, and one, started 11 games for him. He's 23. Like, you have good pitching, and now you just added three megastars who you're going to have to start because of what you're paying them. Mm-hmm. That leave these young guys because 
you can't send him back to the minors. No. See, if I'm a team needing starting pitching, the Cardinals, the Cubs, <laughs> someone like that, I'm making some phone calls. Yeah. Saying, hey, what do you want? Well, and, and now one of the, the biggest fish on the pitching market is now uh, signed up. So now teams that were looking for adding to a guy, adding Yamamoto, uh, have to uh, pivot elsewhere to uh, guys like Blake Snell and on the trade market uh, as well. So we'll see how that develops. But Yamamoto, another infinity stone going into uh, the uh, Dodgers there for 325 mil there. And again, the billion dollars that the Dodgers have spent this offseason is just nuts. All right, so we move away from that, and coming up, we're going to be talking to some local sports, what happened last night, and a gay set for tonight, and the Christmas tournaments as well here on the way. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Supporting local businesses are key to helping the FEM community continue to thrive. Hey, this is Jason over at Niemerks. Part of our Christmas gifts for our team this year will be gift cards to other locally owned restaurants. We are committed to spending locally and helping to support other restaurants here in town, and we encourage you to do the same. FEM County is a great place to live because of you, the people who care about your neighbors and support each other. Merry Christmas to you. You've heard of AI. We want you to know that some messages and content we broadcast is produced using AI. All content produced or written with AI is supervised by our staff before airing. AI is only a tool for all of us, and we use it for that purpose. You can be assured that we will not use AI in any way that is unworthy of your trust. And now... Eric Fry Sports Center update. Missouri hosts South Carolina tomorrow in the battle for the Mayor's Cup Trophy. Tigers enter at 4-5, and five, while the Gamecocks are 5-4. and four. Who really kind of cares about that game? Uh, Carson Wentz was down with the sickness as he's dealing with an illness as Indy will host the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the starting lineup on 98.9 and the game. I thought that right was a there. good one. I mean, uh, that one was was definitely uh, noteworthy. Was I I definitely wrote that down to uh, save that one for a future bumper. On 98.9, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. And uh, let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports here that happened uh, last night. 
and we had a, a couple games on our airwaves as we had both Altamont teams in action as we had the uh, boys on a Jack FM so that means that we had to uh, switch things up to the uh, Lady Indians over on a WCRA and Eric was there in Altamont last night as Altamont got the win over Woodlawn 64 to uh, 56 was the uh, final score there as Altamont it looks like they got off to uh, the uh, good start in uh, the first quarter uh, Woodlawn kind of came back to them there in uh, the uh, second and uh, cut a little bit into that lead uh, there at the half uh, but uh, Altamont ended up winning the second half and winning the game uh, there last night yeah yeah like you said it was a close game at the half Travis and that's because Altamont got outscored 20 to 15 in that second quarter it was 35 32 Altamont led at the half uh, even 47 43 in the third quarter Woodlawn just kept hanging around mm-hmm. and uh, Jace Bucket 21 points for Woodlawn last night uh, one of four players in double figures for the Woodlawn Cardinals but Grace had 39, and everyone who played for Altamont got points, and only nine turnovers, forcing nine turnovers, out-rebounding Woodlawn. It's the little things that get wins like these, and last night Altamont did all the little things right, mm-hmm. and they'll keep building onto that momentum. Have not lost in the month of December, Travis. Ah, nice. But as I was talking with Coach Carr after last night's game, I said, you know, the last time you lost was in a tournament in Newton, which is a little Illini school. Your next game is at a tournament in Robinson, which is a little Illini school. Yeah. Maybe some bad juju there. So yeah, potentially. We'll, we'll have to see. But he said the, the girls are really excited to go over there. And um, they're actually, after the first night, they're staying the night as a team there in Robinson. And, and the Robinson AD has provided hotels and pizza and everything like that. So Because they have the double day, day two. So mm-hmm. um, that's what they wanted to do for more bonding time as a team. And. Nice. I think that's great. I think that's that's awesome. So yeah, it's cool. Wish them the best of luck, and you'll hear their championship game, whatever position they may be in, Friday on Jack FM. Mm-hmm. Yep, championship day. Uh, their coverage of the uh, Lady Indians, and uh, looking forward to uh, that uh, Robinson tournament over there. And we'll take a look at the Robinson uh, schedule coming up here in just a, a little bit, and it's up on the website as well. Uh, the game that I was uh, over at, I was over in uh, Marshall as uh, the uh, what's better than one Indians win, two Indians wins as Altamont won over Marshall, uh, bouncing back after their loss on Tuesday against uh, Marshall's rival Casey. 56-51 was the uh, final score as the final was a little bit closer than uh, the game would indicate, though, in the second half. I thought Altamont did a good job there in that to close things out there. Marshall did uh, make a three there at the very end, and um, some free throws for Altamont kind of clinched it uh, there. But, man, it was a tell of two quarters there in the first and second as Altamont had the 27-14 to lead after the first quarter, and they came out. It was a 14-3 to run right out of the gates, and I said that's just exactly what Altamont needed after that loss for uh, KZ as well as it was a good thing uh, for Altamont because they were missing Dylan Elam as uh, Coach has said. He's logged quite a few miles there on the uh, bike the last few days in practice, and he gave it a go against Casey, but uh, fortunately did not play uh, last night. He was in warm-ups there, still with the team, but uh, not in uniform there, and they uh, stepped up, and Eli Miller stepped up in the uh, first quarter. He had nine of his 16 points, which led the team uh, there in uh, scoring. And the three ball was just uh, falling 
uh, there in the first quarter. Six made three-pointers mm. in the first quarter for Altamont. But then it was the complete opposite there in the second quarter. It was Marshall who couldn't miss in that quarter, and uh, they outscored the Indians 21-8 to in that second quarter. And it just seemed like everything that Altamont was doing right, Marshall was doing everything right in the uh, second quarter. But Altamont put the clamps on there in the third quarter, only held Marshall to four points, and that's why Altamont needed uh, their to kind of take control back and get the lead back in. They, they never relinquished it after they took it back in the third quarter and ended up winning uh, the contest there. Uh, Davis, he uh, slid into the starting lineup with uh, Elam out, and he ended up hitting three three-pointers for KD. He had nine in the game, and he hit the very first three to get Altamont going on that run. And Millville also had uh, 13 points in the game, and I thought it was uh, fascinating that Marshall did a great job against defending Caden Miller as he only had seven points. All those were in the first half, so he didn't even score in the second, but Altamont was still able to come away with the victory uh, there. Now they're five and a three heading into the Sessor tournament uh, next week as the uh, four seed there in Sessor on Tuesday, their first game, and that game's at six o'clock in That'll be over on a Jack FM as we'll have all the boys games over there because it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and that allows us to have the girls on Jack on Friday for mm-hmm. championship uh, day uh, there. Uh, Marshall, they uh, fell to 4-6 and six on the uh, season after last night's loss there. Uh, Dulp, he had a 21 to lead the way. McGuire also ended up with 18 in the contest as well for the Lions. Uh, elsewhere in uh, local last night in girls basketball, we had the first night of the Arthur Knight Classic. Uh, Chrisman, one of a rain tool. Arthur with a victory over Unity Christian, 51-21. And Windsor's two straws, one over Heritage, 54-22 to get their tournament off on the right foot. Uh, elsewhere in the NTC, we had Brownstown and St. Elmo pick up the win over Nokomis, 47-28. Single-digit quarters for Nokomis the entire way. And uh, Brownstown uh, picks up another dub there. Uh, in FEM here, it was Highland picking up a close win over uh, the Hearts. 38-34 to was the final score. Uh, Highland really took control there in the second half, particularly in the third quarter. 7-1, to they outscored uh, FEM in that quarter. And obviously that was the difference for the comeback uh, there. Uh, Martin led the way for the Hearts. She had 11 in the loss there. Also, uh, Leroy won over Cerro Gordo, 46-44, and a close one. Newton won over County Herrick Beach City, 60-37 was the final score. Uh, Carissa Martin led the way for Newton. She had 16, uh, Kessler had 14, and Cameron Martin had 13, and Meinhardt had 10 there. So you had uh, four players in double figures there. Uh, Rodman and Stuckemeyer both had 10 to lead the way for CHBC. Uh, Ritz defeated Mount Carmel, 71-40. And Clinton with a win over Tri-Valley, 58-48. to And in the Riverton Christmas Tournament, it was Central A&M picking up a couple wins. They won over Riverton, 62-32. And Tri-City, 53-16. to And also Porta with a win over Pena, 64-24. to And a boys basketball elsewhere, it was a Casey picking up the win over North Clay, 45-38. to Chrysler Rock Lutheran won over St. Elmo Brownstown, 66-60. Uh, Atwood led the way for St. Elmo. He had 21. 
uh, Flora with the win over South Central, and it kind of had to take it took had to have a take back, mm-hmm. if you will, of this one. Uh, it was a football score, even though South Central doesn't play football. Forty-two to fourteen Ooh. was the final. Uh, Flora eight nothing after the first quarter. And single-digit quarters for South Central, 0, 5, 2, and 7 for their 14 uh, points. And Nelson had uh, 8 of them, so mm. 8 of the 14. Uh, and Flora, Spicer, and Prather both had 8 to lead the way for the Wolves. It was Mount Carmel over Sisney, 53-48. to 48. Uh, Central A&M won over Unity Christian, 50-36 to 36 at the St. T. Holiday Tournament. And Williamsville over North Mac, 54-41. to In uh, the schedule for uh, tonight, uh, Charleston is at uh, Taylorville. Uh, Tri-County is hosting Arcola. Uh, Armstrong is at Sullivan in a game that's over on WCRA. And uh, that's going to be uh, Oka Valley hosting Cumberland. And again, that's 1090, 107.7, and a 99.5 as well, FM. Mm. So, uh, Eric's going to be in uh, Bethany tonight for Oka Valley. Yeah, for a uh, warm-up um, before the uh, Vandalia Holiday Tournament where we play right. next Thursday. So That's right, yeah. We're uh, talking about that. Yeah, twice in six days playing the same team. It's uh, I know Coach is not always a fan of that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Cumberland comes out and plays tonight. Uh, Ocala Valley is always such a hard place to play, such an intimate gym. Um, so we'll have to see if, if Cumberland can head out on the road and, and perform well and try and build some momentum before they head to Vandalia next week. And uh, we took a look at that schedule yesterday for the Vandalia Holiday Tournament, and so that's up on the website if you want to check out the schedule. In mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tuscola, that's a good one. Uh, Tuscola is at a KZ tonight, and a Newton is hosting a Dietrich as well in another uh, great contest there. Uh, Central A&M is at a St. T. Holiday Tournament, and Bunker Hills at Staunton. We also have the Arthur Knight Classic continuing tonight as Shelbyville is against Heritage at 6 o'clock and Arthur against Rantoul at 7.30 in the West Gym. And then Windsor Stustral is in the East Gym against Decatur Eisenhower at 6 and Unity Christian against Chrisman at a 7.30. Central A&M will continue in the Riverton Christmas Tournament, so will Payne and North Mac be there as well. And Piasol is at a Greenfield as well. wanted to uh, quickly update on the... Uh, um, Robinson uh, holiday tournament there that Altamont's going to be participating mm-hmm. in in girls basketball. Uh, that f- those first games will be on a Wednesday, so uh, we'll talk about them uh, more uh, next week. Uh, but wanted to see if there was any ones that got started on a Tuesday as uh, girls basketball, the Monticello holiday hoopla, both on the boys and the girls will get underway on a Tuesday. And Nioga, Tuscola, they're both uh, participating. Uh, there and Neoga's first game is at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday against Monticello and a Tuscola's first game is against Tri-Valley at 3.30 on the girls side of the holiday hoopla and the boys first time Neoga's in action there for the boys tournament 11.30 a.m. against Monticello and then Tuscola will follow against Oakwood and Neoga's also got another game on that uh, Tuesday at 6 o'clock against Clinton uh, there in the Holiday Hoopla. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mary Mule uh, basketball tournament at Fairfield. We got um, some area teams there. Mount Carmel, I know, is there. And also Lawrenceville is there as well. Um, and that's going to start on Wednesday. So 
We'll tell you more about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, girls Dietrich uh, Holiday Tournament, uh, that begins on Tuesday as well, uh, 10 a.m. with South Central Dietrich. Uh, Red Hill against Arcola at 1130. Cumberland against South Central at 1 o'clock. Brownstown against Red Hill at 230. Arcola against Casey at 4. And Dietrich is up against Marshall at 530 on the uh, girls' side of things. On the boys' side of things, also getting underway there on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Ramsey gets Dietrich at 11.30. South Central against Red Hill. Sullivan, Grayville, Cowden against Ramsey at 4. And Red Hill against Sullivan uh, there. And we also have uh, the inaugural uh, Coles County Holiday Tournament as well starting next Thursday as well. So we'll tell you more about that. Uh, next week and mm-hmm. we have all those schedules up on the website fmradio.com click on the local sports tab where you can find that information all right so we roll on here into the uh, starting lineup and we got to talk about some of bragging rights tonight as it did not go well for us last season for the fighting Illini so we'll see how this year fares and we'll take a look at that coming up next here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk with your friends, You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Chicago Alderman George Card- Cardenas, whatever, believes the city should take drastic measures to keep the Bears in the Windy City. The starting lineup. What was that Chicago Bears guy name? They were like, ah, who cares? George Card- Cardenas. Cardenas. I don't know who that is. I was going to say, uh, the only George I know from Chicago, George Hallis. Yes, the it's only, only George that matters. Only one that matters. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center. The Blues scored three goals in the second period of their 4-1 win over the Panthers last night. St. Louis now 16-15-1. They host Chicago 
tomorrow night. College basketball action from yesterday. Southeast Missouri State lost to Illinois State. Eastern Illinois was destroyed by Iowa State 80-48. NSIU Edwardsville fell to Bradley 75-64. Tonight, Lindenwood hosts Rockford. Southern Illinois welcomes Southern Indiana. Missouri State is at St. Mary's tomorrow night. The Bulls left the San Antonio Spurs in the dust during the fourth quarter of a 114-95 win at the United Center. Bulls had a seven-point lead heading into the final frame before pulling away by outscoring San Antonio 37-25 the rest of the way. Kobe White led Chicago with 22 points. Marta Rosen had 21. Bulls are on a three-game winning streak. They're now 11th place in the Eastern Conference at 13-17. Bulls host the Cavs tomorrow night. The Blackhawks look to get a winning streak going when they host the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Chicago won their last game against the Avalanche, still sitting at 10-20-1 on the season. Tonight's game starts at 7-30. Northwestern Wildcats will wrap up their 2023 football season by playing against Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl tomorrow night. Wildcats haven't played in a bowl game since the 20 Auburn in the Citrus Bowl. Northwestern finished in second place in the Big Ten West with a 5-4 conference record, a 7-5 mark overall. Northwestern 2-1 against the Utes all-time. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports and our Reads today. All right. Uh, so we'll, we'll continue some of that conversation in uh, the uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now, here we're going to talk about uh, bragging rights. It's the annual tradition like no other there at Enterprise in uh, St. Louis. The arena split in half. It's the number 13 ranked Fighting Illini coming in at 8 and 2. Missouri this season is a seven and a four. And I told you about uh, this in our pre-show uh, meeting mm -hmm. that Brad Underwood has not fared too well in uh, bragging rights, as only two and four for Brad in this one, including last year's embarrassing loss mm -hmm. and the largest margin of victory for Missouri. Not the largest mar margin of victory in the series. That goes to Illinois, but uh, this one was the worst that the line I lost by. 93-71 was the final last year, and we were number 16 in the country, and Missouri just put it on us from start to finish. Yep. Ugh, Kobe Brown's still in my nightmares mm -hmm. there from last year trying to think about this game. Uh, but Illinois does have the overall series record, though, with 33-20 and 20 for bragging rights, and they did win nine in a row from 2000 to 2008. And I also thought it was interesting that uh, John Gross was undefeated against Mizzou. He was 5-0. and It's the only thing he got right, Travis. <laughs> the only oh thing he got gosh. right. Yeah, I didn't realize that. But I guess, yeah, during that little win streak, he was the coach. So it would make sense. The only thing he got right in all his years <laughs> at Illinois. Beats the rivalry. Hey, rival. I think him and Coach Underwood have the same amount of NCAA tournament wins. So, jeez, uh, here we go. How about that? At least, <laughs> at least, Gross won bragging rights. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. yeah. Just saying, uh, Travis. Yeah. I got another thing of, of of maybe some bad news for you, especially if you're traveling outside the state of Illinois. If you get what I'm saying, mm -hmm. Illinois is the favorite tonight. They are, yeah. This season, Illinois as the favorite is two, four, and one against the spread yeah. so keep your eye on that mm -hmm. uh also but they should win this but i don't know 
Right. Yeah, I don't really know a lot about Mizzou this year. I knew that I know that they do play at a pretty uh, slow pace, so you know Illinois should have that advantage there, and uh, they don't rebound the ball particularly that well on the defensive end. So uh, maybe uh, the Illini should just eat them up in that, and depending on what defender they put on Terrence Shannon Jr., that could potentially be a problem as well. And we on paper have the size advantage, but you can just throw out that mm-hmm. in a bragging rights, and um, I'm calling it right now that uh, Marcus Damask has another great game, just like he did against FAU. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it's going to be 30, but I think Damask is going to have a good game tonight. Well, Travis, I just want to let you know that this season, Missouri is 0-1 on neutral site games. Mm-hmm. They're also 0-1 against ranked opponents. Mm. However, they are 1-1 as away underdogs. They're one and one as underdogs in general, but Travis, they're two and one as a team after a loss, and they just lost to Seton Hall, mm-hmm. and they are one and zero as well as four and zero, four and zero with a rest disadvantage, which again, they played more recently, mm-hmm. and uh, one and zero as the away favorite. So mm-hmm. eh, seven and four record there for Mizzou. So yeah, nothing to sneeze four? at. No, I mean they lost to Memphis. Jackson State, which is a bad loss. Kansas and Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they Seton haven't really Hall beaten just anyone. Got, uh, just beat UConn yep. the other night. So they lost to – or they beat Minnesota. Well, that's Minnesota basketball. Yeah. It was a close game too. So mm-hmm. Hopefully Illinois can do what they need to do and get the win tonight. But uh, – yeah. Uh, I think so. Right now, there's a lot of confidence in Illinois to get the win uh, based off of what I'm seeing. Uh, Illinois is averaging more points per game. Illinois has a bigger scoring margin um, against Mizzou. Mizzou shoots the ball better than Illinois does, uh, barely. Um, Barely. Barely. Mizzou also turns it over less than the Illini. Um, So it should be a competitive game but i i like as well as vegas likes by the way vegas has it 77 to 71 illinois mm. yeah so it's kind of hovering on that uh the point spread mm-hmm. right now so uh yeah hopefully it's a it's a win and it's going to be an eight o'clock tip off tonight and so that means seven o'clock pregame right here on a 98.9 for the tigers illini at Enterprise tonight. And so make sure you tune in to that. And ILL tonight. And the Illini guys, the Sports Spectacular Power by the com will have a lot more to say about this game uh, coming up after we're done. But we're here for just a smidge a bit longer. So let's uh, close out of the show with just some hodgepodge of things. We'll take a look at the rest of the college basketball action for the weekend as well as some bowl games as well on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. (laughs) 
This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. Southmark Pharmacy wishes you and your family a Merry Christmas. This is Beth Andes. Christmas truly is the most special time of the year. May the peace and joy of Christmas surround you now and throughout the new year. From Andes Healthmark Pharmacy, Merry Christmas. From our family to your family. And a Happy New Year! And now... Eric Fry Sports Center update. Former Indianapolis Colts linebacker Gary Brackett, the owner of the Stacked Pickle Sports Bar chain, has filed for bankruptcy protection. In the filing, all 10 of uh, Brackett's Stacked Pickle locations in Indiana and Ohio were forced to close after the pandemic. Brackett played for the Colts for his entire pro career from 2003 to 2011. He helped the team win Super Bowl 41 against the Chicago Bears. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Starting off with the stacked pickle. The stacked pickle. How about yes. that? I've not been there. Have, and I can't. I, I can't go now. Have not heard of it. Yeah. I, mean, I guess well, we can't go now. Nope. You'll never find out no, about we'll it. You'll never know. On ninety-eight-nine, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Only here on 98.9, just a little bit longer. Let's take a look at the rest of top 25 action tonight in uh, college basketball. Uh, number 20, uh, James Madison, their 20.5-point favorites over Morgan State tonight. Uh, Texas A&M, number 19 in the country, hosting Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Queens University is at number 18, Clemson. Georgetown at number 6, Marquette. Number 10, Baylor hosting Mississippi Valley State. Yale is at number 2, at Kansas. Kansas, 15.5-point favorites. Number 24, Wisconsin uh, against Chicago State. Uh, number 17, BYU against Belmont. And uh, number 16, Colorado State is at Loyola Marymouth uh, tonight. Uh, tomorrow, at number 25, Old Miss against Southern Miss. Number 4, Arizona against number 14, uh, Florida Atlantic. And the Desert Holiday Classic in Las Vegas. So, FAU, good luck against the Wildcats, number four in the country. Yep. Uh, Vanderbilt, uh, they're at number 23 in Memphis. And St. John's is at number five, UConn, uh, there. And that's it uh, for college basketball this weekend. Uh, over on the bowl side on uh, college football, you got the uh, Union Home Mortgage uh, Gasparilla. I can't even say that. De- Gasparilla yeah. Bowl. Uh, Georgia Tech against UCF at 5.30 for that. And on Saturday, uh, Troy against Duke in the 76 Birmingham Bowl. Uh, the Carmella Bowl, uh, Arkansas State against Northern Illinois. You can hear that here. Uh, James Madison uh, there against Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl. 
uh, Georgia State against uh, Utah State at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. You can hear that game here. South Alabama against Eastern Michigan of the 68 Adventures Bowl. Utah and Northwestern in the CRS Distribution in Las Vegas Bowl. And Coastal Carolina against San Jose State in the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. And you can hear that here on 99 The Game. All for your listening pleasure on yep. a Saturday. Um, and then, of course, they take Monday off there, and they'll continue bowl yep. action on Tuesday uh, there with Bowling Green, Minnesota, Quick Lane Bowl. You got the First Responders Bowl and the Guaranteed Rate Bowl as well. And I think we'll have a bowl game on Tuesday. I just can't remember right now which one it is. Just can't um, pinpoint it down. Yeah. But we'll tell you about it. We'll tell you about it. We'll tell you about it uh, next week mm-hmm. uh, there. So uh, that is college yep. football for this weekend. Yep, yep, yep. For you guys. A lot of else stuff elsewhere is going on, uh, you know, for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And whatnot that we've been telling you about. Uh, yeah, I didn't think that the championship was going to be uh, this upcoming Sunday, but it's going to be in the new year. For yeah. the FCS championship. The championship will be in the new year. So, <sighs> But, yeah, I mean, lots of stuff going on in the college world, Travis. You mentioned it. Um, you know, we'll talk more in the pod about FSU and the ACC and everything going on with that. Um, and I got some more baseball reactions. More baseball reactions. Yes. To Yamamoto, the Dodgers, and everything that goes with that Mm -hmm. so trust me you're gonna want to get the pod yeah and uh, we also got our pick em game that's right uh, and we have well well, we have to recap last night Mm -hmm. nine games we are picking this weekend nine games nine games very nice i'll have to track down a a pen and pencil for uh, that or a pen and pencil Ah. just a just a pen just a pen. And a piece of paper. And paper. That's what Not I was Not a pen for. and pencil. That does me no good whatsoever. I guess I can write it on the counter. You could. I could write it on your hand. Write it on my hand. Yeah. So. It's true. So. And, of course, we got high school basketball tonight as well with uh, Cumberland and Okaw Valley over on a WCRA to mm-hmm. close it out before the holidays. So that will do it here for us on the Atrusha Show. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, the Sports Spectacular, powered by the IlliniGuys.com. Talking about that bragging rights game uh, tonight. So make sure you're listening in for that later as well all right so we're out of here we'll talk to you in the podcast if not have a a merry christmas and happy holidays we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game suzuki the call oh no no oh my goodness Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here. And uh, coming up, we got our pick'em game to uh, pick on. We got uh, nine games to pick there, like we mentioned at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. We got some more baseball stuff, this day in sports history as well, and some college football on deck as well. And NBA. And NBA, of course. We got we to gotta talk about it. 
We ought to talk about the losers of the league. Yes. And the the best team in the NBA, the Chicago Bulls currently. Of course. Kobe White for MVP, MVP, Travis. They win again last night? Yeah, they did. Hmm. Beat the Spurs. But they won. That's right. Yeah. Spurs without Victor. That's not really much of a win, but a win's a win. Three in a row. Yeah, four win Spurs. Yep. St. Tim Duncan and David Robertson out there. No, it's not. It's also not Jordan Pippen yeah. or D. Rose and Noah. I know. I know what it is. Yeah, it's Kobe White. Kobe White show. Yeah. Who needs Michael Jordan? I won't go that far. <laughs> not even I will go that far. <laughs> All right. Oh, before we get to any of that, is there anything on sports that you want to clean up? Uh, yes. Jonathan Taylor is attempting to return to the gridiron. Colts running back says he plans to test his surgically repaired right thumb in practice with hopes to play against the Falcons on Sunday. Indianapolis would like him back because they could also be missing running back Zach Moss, who's dealing with that forearm injury. Mm-hmm. The Pacers couldn't slow down the Grizzlies as Indiana lost to Memphis 116-103. to Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase and Kenny Pickett both rolled out for the Bengals-Steelers game. Yeah, so it is going to be Mason Rudolph after all. It is, yep. Uh, Chargers are rolling out Keenan Allen due to a heel injury for Saturday's game against the Bills. Hmm. Um, Major League Baseball is officially tweaking its pace of play rules. The league announced on Thursday several changes are coming in place for the 2024 season, including taking away two seconds from the pitch clock when runners are on base. The time a pitcher has to deliver a ball to home plate has been trimmed from 20 to 18. Other tweaks include mound visits being reduced from five per game to four, winding the base path from home plate to first base. Hmm. Yeah, I did see some of those rule changes mm-hmm. that were going to be implemented. Mm-hmm. Messing with the pitch clock again? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Uh, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame is announcing the eligible candidates for the class 2024. The list is headlined by first-time nominees. It includes the entire 2008 Olympic men's basketball team, as well as eight-time NBA All-Star Vince Carter. Other first-time eligible candidates include Simone Augustine, Bill Lamphere, Rick Barnes, as well as Penny Taylor. Other notable NBA greats that are eligible include Chauncey Billups, Tom Chambers, and Sean Marion. Final nominations for the class 2024 will be announced April 6th during a broadcast at the NCAA Men's Final Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon State and Washington State settle with the Pac-12 schools as the 10 departing Pac-12 universities are ending their ongoing litigation for control of the conference. Two sides announced that they have come to an agreement in principle on Thursday. Part of the agreement, the 10 departing schools will forfeit a portion of revenue distributions in the 23-24 school year and have specific guarantees against potential future liabilities. Pac-12 retains all its assets and future revenues with Oregon State and Washington State remaining as members of the conference. Mm. And Florida State. Florida State is planning on holding an emergency meeting this morning. An agenda has not been released in connection with the virtual gathering with the school's board of trustees. However, in a previous meeting, FSU President Richard McGlough, 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 I don't know, Uh, introduced the possibility of its football team leaving the ACC due to the league's financial concerns. FSU was also left out of the college football playoffs earlier this month despite winning the ACC championship and finishing undefeated. And we have an update on that. FSU is suing the ACC over grant of rights and withdrawal fee. 
Mm. Florida State Board of Trustees voted unanimously today to sue the ACC to challenge the legality of the league's grant of rights and its $130 million withdrawal fee, a necessary first step to plot the school's future and potential exit from the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sue in the conference. Sue them. We want out of here because we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, it's all your fault. It's all your fault, ACC, because you have a bad conference. Mm-hmm. It's not us. I mean, I don't hear Clemson complaining. Yeah, you know, they were, they they did were pretty in the, well uh, in the ACC. championship yeah. a couple times against Alabama. Undefeated. Mm-hmm. But they never had a backup quarterback, Travis. That's the exactly. Well, they did, and, um, well, it didn't quite work out. And Another reason are, why Florida uh, State didn't get invited to the playoffs. They're nationally irrelevant now. Yep. Uh, poor FSU. Mm-hmm. What it must be like to live in Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. So, must be tough. Yes, yes. So, speaking of, of football, Travis, uh, I made note of this mentally to myself. So, I'm going to go back and – well, first, hold on, before we get to there, um, the Jets are going back to Trevor Simeon because Zach Wilson's in protocol. They are, yep. Yeah, he's in concussion protocol, so. Great. Trevor Simeon's the guy. Great. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, what I was going to say was um, Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the latest development on their search for a stadium? I did not, no. They have hired someone to look at a new place. Uh-huh. Zoning it, figuring out if a stadium could work, work there. Would you like to know where it is they are looking, Travis? Where exactly are the Bears looking now? The south parking lot of Soldier Field. That's right. Oh. They're going to move about 150 feet. Oh. But they want to keep Soldier Field there. They want to keep it there. So hmm. there would be two stadiums right next to each other. Hmm. How is that going to work? That's kind of what I thought. Hmm. I don't think uh, you'd mind it if they stay in the city, but, I mean, yeah, if you're just going to do that, you might as well. Mm-hmm. Might as well just tear it down. Yep. Hmm. Yep. The Bears are moving to the parking lot, Travis. That's the new. Hmm. That's the new one. Well, I guess the city gets what they want. It stays in the city limits. They're doing so. their due diligence of building a stadium on the south lot. Hmm. Now, does that mean it's going to happen? Don't know. Yeah. But they're. At least exploring the possibility. Exploring the options. Keeping the options open. Yes. Hired a surveying crew. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought I had some pictures of what they were um saw it on social media. Let me see if I can find it. Uh kind of what they were wanting but it doesn't seem like i am finding any so but anyways yes yeah, saw that uh over the weekend i believe it was mm. just hadn't had a chance to bring it up so we brought it up today brought it up now yep all right, very so well. So would you would you like to see the Bears uh, stay right there where they are currently playing right next to Soldier Field? Yeah. 
Yeah, keep him in keep him in the city. At this point, Travis, let's let's go ahead and put him in Champaign or Springfield or I don't know. This is such a joke. Why would we put him in Springfield? It's not like it's the capital or anything. I'm just naming out random towns in Illinois because that's what I think the Bears are doing. They just have a map of Illinois and just throwing a dart. You know what? We should pitch Effingham. We should. The crossroads of America. Mm -hmm. Bring him here. Yep. I mean, they apparently want to get another sports facility up off the ground, so. Yep. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's talk to the Bears. See what we can do. I'll forget see if I can ba- forget baseball. Yeah. Let, let's bring the Bears. Bring the Bears. <laughs> I will see what I can do. Yeah. See still if I, see if I have any contacts. Still wouldn't get access. We can try, Travis. Still wouldn't get season tickets. We can try. There's a guy in the seventies who's been waiting. 50 years I know. on this waiting list for season tickets. He's only a couple ahead. We can't jump him. Well, no, we can't. We can't jump him. That would no. not be. That would not be nice. No. By the way, I think from what I've read from people up in the Arlington Heights area, they've already started demolishing that facility. So I hope you're going to build it there. <laughs> Since you already tore down the racetrack that was there. Yeah. But, eh, who knows? It's the Bears. They they fumble a lot, Travis. Who knows? Yeah. I got a laugh from the other room. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, who do they got this week? Um, They have the Cardinals. Oh, that's an easy one. Yes. We'll talk more about that coming up in just a moment. Yeah. Wait, we got to pick them. We got that pick. Yep. Yep. I'm going to do that pick them. All right. So, first, where we get to uh, pick them, what else did you have for baseball? Oh, yes. Baseball. All right. So, here's a couple of miscellaneous thoughts here. Um, that, that We talked about Yamamoto signing, but we didn't talk about the effect that has on the rest of baseball. Mm hmm. Okay. I think now the Yankees are going to go way, 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 way in to try and get Imiga, Jordan Montgomery, one of those two. They're not going to use the one-year possibility only of Juan Soto and not get a starting pitcher. Yeah. So I'd expect the Yankees to overpay for one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definitely going to try to go get somebody. I would also expect that the starting pitcher trade market is going to start getting a little hotter. Yeah. I would agree. The Mets, we said they were one of the ones that were in there on Yamamoto. But Mm. they had said from the beginning that Yamamoto was a one-off pursuit. That they were not looking for starting pitching if they did not get Yamamoto. They wanted Yamamoto, but they weren't going to look for any other pitching. They didn't Mm. get him. Travis, does this mean it's more likely that Pete Alonso gets traded? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. So, again, domino effect if I'm the Cubs, who have long been linked to Pete Alonso, is that why we're not being aggressive on Reese Hoskins or on Cody Bellinger? Because basically, I would put all three of those players as bat-first players. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sign Bellinger and then go trade for Pete Alonso. They're kind of the same. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe the Cubs are going to be pursuing Pete Alonso, but... 
Yeah, maybe it'll start to heat up after Christmas. Maybe, maybe. Um, I don't think the Dodgers are done, sadly. I think they're still going to add to their bullpen. I think they're still going to get an outfield bat. I I wouldn't I, at this point, Travis. I wouldn't put it past them re-signing Cody Bellinger. Ooh, I mean, my gosh. I, I wouldn't that. put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, that would be crazy. Uh, oh, Travis, man. this offseason's already been crazy for the Dodgers. They've gotten everything no. they've wanted. No. They're like a spoiled rich kid on Christmas. They're getting everything they wanted, and the rest of us are sitting out in the cold. Oh, man. That would be not fun. No. Yes. Yes. Don't let that happen. Okay. Now, here's the last thing I got on this. And this is actually, I am taking this from, I'm going to give credit here. Okay. Mm. It's a website that focuses on Chicago sports called Bleacher Nation. Mm. Got a great, great write-up on this. And I, I want to read from some of this because I think this is how a lot of us are feeling. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But as it says, I hate that... Uh, Yamamoto chose the Dodgers. I hate it in so many ways, and I'm trying to separate them in my mind so that I feel like I can at least be reasonable in my hate. Dispensing with the superficial, bile-spitting, teeth-grinding, angry stream of consciousness, I hate the Dodgers got another superstar player and are so absurdly stacked, and we're jealous because we play in the National League, so we know we have to go through them in order to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. These two moves that they've made for Yamamoto and Otani are so massive that we've barely even mentioned Tyler Glass now, as you said yourself. Yeah, forgot about him. Which is a pretty significant move. Mm-hmm. And all this happened within the span of two weeks. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we're going to – here's what we're going to do. We're going to put on one side of things, we're going to put all of the hate we have – for the Dodgers because of us as fans and what it affects us. Mm-hmm. We're going to put that in a bucket. Put it aside. We're going to put it in a bucket. Okay. Because there's another bucket. Uh-huh. Okay. And again, this is from Bleacher Nation. And again, I love how they did this. It, and we have to look at it at two different buckets, Travis, because we don't want the bitterness of that first bucket to affect the second bucket. Mm-hmm. And quote. I'm going to quote this. I think... Again, this is from Bleacher Nation. I hate what the Dodgers laying in the two biggest superstar free agents in recent memory, each signing the biggest deal ever for a position player and a pitcher, all within two weeks of each other, says about the state of the sport. I hate how it makes me feel about the sport. I hate how it makes me feel like the whole thing just got like 5% less competitive and worse, maybe 5% less interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be overly dramatic here because other teams theoretically could have signed these guys. One, if not both. And it's just two data points. It's not like we don't already know how the economics of baseball are massively disparaged against 30 teams. And the Dodgers haven't done really anything wrong here. No. But let's look at how many teams could really have done this. And I'm saying really pulled off these deals. How many ownership groups actually have a billion plus in free cash to throw around? I mean, maybe I five or six, seven or eight out of thirty that could realistically do what the Dodgers did. Yeah. 
we often talk about how small market teams can't do this or can't do that, but we don't really mean that they cannot do it. We mean that they're just not going to operate their organization that way because they want to at least try to stay cash neutral or, let's be real honest here, turn a profit. But in this case, it actually feels like more than half the league could truly, could not sign two players to $1 billion in firm commitments. And because of that, I hate thinking about the potential fallout for the sport where you already had so many organizations crying poor for illegitimate reasons. Let's not mention TV mm-hmm. and yep. the TV rights. The Dodgers right. are set up in a way no other organization is. They have a 300 plus million dollar annual rights deal that is not only almost double the next highest deal, but is reportedly one of the few that has a zero exposure risk to cord cutting. Charter Communications mm-hmm. takes in $54 billion in revenue annually. And even if it gets to a point where they really don't like having to pay the Dodgers $300 million annually, for the next 15 years, they have to because they're not going bankrupt anytime soon. Hmm. Meanwhile, half the yeah. league is trying to figure out what they're going to do for right fees in 2025. Yeah. This is all very concerning. And it threatens to make MLB less fun to follow. And because of this, it really bums baseball fans out. And that is something you can say you hate. Mm-hmm. That is a reason to say you hate it. Yep. That's and I love, I love how that is worded. Spot on. And that is not taking in my personal fandom. That's not taking in your personal fandom. That is just looking at the state of the sport and realizing I hate this because more than half the teams could not financially do this. Yep. And that is a problem mm-hmm. because it it's not an even playing field. No. It's it's not. Mm-hmm. And one more thing. I don't blame Shohei Otani or Yamamoto for getting the deals they got with the team they wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. That's not on them. No. As a professional, you're supposed to get the most money you can. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers are willing to pay the most money. Yeah. But it just... Again, I'm going to wrap it up by saying this. Here's one thing, Travis, that I think you agree with me, that we both agree on for certain. I am going to hope like hell that the Dodgers fall on their face as often as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to root for injuries. No. But I will absolutely root for Yamamoto's transition to MLB to go horribly awry. I will absolutely root for Otani's eventual return to the rotation to be disappointing. I will root for Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman to show signs of aging. I'll root for Tyler Glasnow to finally stay healthy but develop homer problems. I'll root for the Dodgers scouting and player development apparatus to become embroiled in some kind of cheating scandal. I'll root for the Dodgers to shockingly win only 80 games or win 125 games and then lose in the NL every year. Yes. Yes. And there's not a problem with that. Yes. Now, Travis, I'm going to tell you something. Can't wait until they... Uh, play the Brewers and get swept by the Brewers. I know. Now, Travis, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something oh, that you shoot. are going to be very unhappy to hear. No. All right. No. Yes. Oh, yeah, you are. What? What is it? Okay, the Dodgers starting rotation. Mm-hmm. Their projected opening day rotation of Yamamoto, <laughs> Glasnow, yep. Bueller, 
Mm-hmm. Miller. Yep. And Sheehan. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost $61,593,333 per fan graphs. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals <laughs> are going to pay Gray, yep. Michaelis, mm-hmm. Gibson, Lynn, and Matt's $62,166,667.2024. More. You're paying those five pitchers more than what the Dodgers are paying their five pitchers. So I'll ask you, Travis, which mm. starting rotation would you rather have? Uh, the Dodgers. Yeah. Obviously. So it's not a case of we didn't have the money to do it because you're paying the pitchers you have now more. Hmm. Interesting. That one stings, doesn't it? Well, yeah, the numbers. The numbers sting. The numbers crunch. I'm sorry. I hate numbers. I know you do. I know you do. <sighs> Alrighty, I'm done with baseball. Now that we're all sad, let's let's move on. Well, unfortunately, we don't have very many positive things to get to in the NBA, at least, because the Pistons, they lost again. They've lost 25 games in a row now. That is impeccable. <laughs> Two and 26 on the season. They are the 97 Bulls of losing. In reverse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're the Golden State Warriors. They lost 119 to 111 last night against the Jazz. Next opportunity to get a win is tomorrow against the Nets. That's going to be a tough They're one. Like this, one away from tying the record. This is this was the the best chance they had according to the bpi so mm. <laughs> man now they gotta That's wait till crazy. they play the spurs and new year's day mm-hmm. i think it's the next time they're favored mm, yeah you, t- you, you ran through that yesterday yeah. i remember that yeah yep. um man they played brooklyn back to back on saturday and on tuesday yep as well so man yep it just and then the crowd yeah, they traded sell the team. That was picked up on the TV broadcast. Mm-hmm. It, if you're – I'm not even going to say a player because most of the players on that team were drafted or traded to Detroit. There's not a whole lot of free agents who signed to go to Detroit. No. But if you're the coach of that team, mm-hmm. what do you uh, – like, what do you do? Yeah. What do you say? What do you say? What can you do when the crowd, the home crowd, is chanting, sell the team? Mm-hmm. That's not a crowd that's supporting you. No. You haven't given them anything to support. No. But it's not, let me rephrase that, it's not the player's fault and it's not the coach's fault. Yeah. That they're just no. not good. Not good. Not good at all. That's a bad situation to be in. Mm-hmm. And whenever that coach gets fired, does he put that on his resume? Detroit Pistons head coach? I wouldn't. Uh, small print. No, I, I wouldn't at all. I want someone to be like, oh, have you coached the NBA before? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's, uh, I believe, the coach is Monty Williams. Yes. From the, uh, he previously coached the Suns. Which, again, a good coach. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Lakers have a stunk since the in season tournament championship. They're 1 and 4, 1 and 5. They lost to the Timberwolves last night, 118 to 111. Anthony Edwards goes off for 27 in the win. Mm. So, Lakers 15 and 14 now. Not so good. Pacers, not so good either. They lost against Memphis, 116 to 103 there last night. Bane was the leading scorer for Memphis, and Ja had a 20 in the game. Mm hmm. 
Let's see. Bucks won over the Magic by four. Giannis, 37 points. Pelicans, 123 to 104 over the Cavs. Uh, the Thunder winning again over the Clips, ending their losing or ending their winning streak. Uh, and 134 to 115. Um, and the Blazers lost by a point against the Wizards. Ah. Kuzma going for a 32 there. Uh, action tonight. Let's see any good matchups here. Uh, I mean, not really. Mavs against Houston, potentially. Wizards against the Warriors. Suns against the Kings. Only one game on ESPN tonight. Wizards and Warriors. Um, Saturday. Anything going on in Bucks, Knicks, Celtics, Clippers? Some pretty decent ones. Uh, let's see. Uh, Grizzlies against the Hawks. I mentioned the Pistons and Nets at 6:30. If you're interested, Cavs up against the Bulls, and the Bulls trying to keep their winning ways going against Donovan Mitchell. Lakers match up with the Thunder. Tough matchup there for LA. Spurs against the Mavs. Trailblazers, the Warriors, Timberwolves, Kings. Should be a good one there. And then, of course, the Christmas Day uh, slate. Bucks and Knicks again. Uh, Warriors and Nuggets at 130. Celtics, Lakers at 4. 76ers, Heat at 7. And Mavericks, Suns to close out on Christmas night at 930. So all day action for the NBA. And... All day action for the NFL as well. So take your pick uh, there. Um, and uh, last night uh, we mentioned it a little bit, but the Rams, they got the win over the uh, Saints. As the Rams, well, they had this pretty handedly until it wasn't in the fourth quarter. Saints had to come back there to close the gap to just eight points. There, but it was 30 to 22. Ended up being the finals, 30 to seven for the longest time. But uh, Rams, we talked about this game about being must win for the Saints. Uh, so they dropped to seven and eight. Rams improved to eight and seven on the season, improving their playoff chances even more. Mm-hmm. Doubleheader tomorrow: Bengals, Jets, Steelers, Bills, Chargers. Of course, uh, Sunday's action that we ran through yesterday, including the Bears hosting the Cardinals, and the triple header on Christmas Day: Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Ravens, 49ers, the nightcap in the NFL. All right, uh, so uh, let's uh, get to uh, some uh, football pick'em here. <laughs> And we got a recap last night. We had a bowl game. We did, yes. It was South picked. Florida versus Syracuse. Syracuse minus three and a half. Travis went with USF. I went Syracuse, and it was USF with the dominating victory. Domination. Uh, Syracuse didn't even score. Yeah, I guess that dominating victory. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh. So, Travis, because of that, you get to pick first. And first up on the docket, the game you can hear tonight. Bragging rights. Illinois minus six and a half. Travis, who you got? Uh, Of course, I'm picking Illinois. I know you are. Minus six and a half. Minus six and a half. 
That number scares me a little bit based off of what they did last year against this Missouri team. And it's almost setting up the exact same. We were ranked last year. Missouri was not. But I'll go Illini as well. All right, next on the game you can hear tomorrow starting at, I believe, 1030. It will be Arkansas State taking on Northern Illinois. Travis, who you got? Yeah, because that game's at 11 a.m. Arkansas kickoff. State minus three. Uh, let's see here. I know a lot about Arkansas State football. I know you do. Uh, but this year's been disappointing for them, so I'll take NIU mm. plus three. NIU plus three. And Travis, I will say that I will agree with you, and here is why I have a fun fact. Did some dirt diving. Came up with the numbers. You ready for this? Uh-huh. Huskies this year, 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Northern Illinois has lost its last seven bowl games. Their last win in a bowl game came back in 2011 when they beat Arkansas State in the GoDaddy.com Bowl. And, in fact, NIU is 7-1 and one all time against Arkansas State. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I will go NIU as well. they're due for a bowl win. They're due for a bowl win, and they always beat Arkansas State in the bowl. That's so, a recipe for a win. Yes. Uh, the second game of our doubleheader tomorrow is the Idaho Potato Bowl, and that'll be Georgia State versus Utah State. Utah minus one and a half. I will go first here in this one and give me Georgia State. Why? I don't know. Georgia is known for football. Utah's not. So. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's my logic on that one. Uh, so I won't go away from the favorite here. I'll go Utah State. Utah State. Next up, we got the nightcap of our three bowl games tomorrow night. It'll be the Hawaii Bowl, or the EasyPostIt.com, whatever, Hawaii Bowl. Uh, Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. There you go. Coast Carolina, San Jose State. San Jose State minus nine, Travis. Who you got? Yeah, that nine-point spread a lot mm-hmm. um coastal carolina has got a awesome field they're not playing on it nope. obviously here in hawaii but that's why i'll go with them okay. coastal carolina coastal plus nine or travis plus nine um i i will go coastal because everyone knows i love the underdogs but travis in the end, neither of these teams are losers because they get to go to Hawaii for free. It's true. So they are the winners. We are all losers. Yeah, basically get the spring Christmas there. Uh-huh. All right, next up on Sunday, we got the big boys. First, Colts at the Falcons. Falcons minus two and a half. Travis, who you got? Yeah, I was surprised that the Falcons are favored. Honestly. That's because the questionable of running backs for the Colts. I know, Nothing but... Taylor out. They're passing the ball back and forth between who's the starting quarterback in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to get, what, three points as the home team? So, mm-hmm. if you take away those three points, it's Indiana plus one and a half, or minus one and a half. So. Yeah, and over the last several years, this is a game that the Colts would definitely lose. Yes, it is. Uh, so, I'm going to hope against that. I'm gonna, so, I'm going to pick Indy here. You're going Colts. Plus two and a half. Plus two and a half. I will go Indy as well plus two and a half. Uh, next up, the game you can hear right here on 98.9. The game, Lions minus three against the Vikings. Good NFC North showdown. Lions can clinch the division with a win. 
this week, I believe. Um, I will pick first, and it's Lions minus three. I will go Vikings. Because this seems like the kind of game that the Lions will drop. They shouldn't. Yeah, this is not your typical Lions. They're going to clinch the division here. Detroit minus three. Detroit minus three. All right, next we have Cardinals at Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears minus four, Travis. Who you got? Hmm. Minus four. Minus four. I... Uh, I don't think the Cardinals are, are ready for the, the weather. Ah, playing the weather card. I think that uh, the Bears will win here. The 40 degrees and rain. Uh, minus four. Bears. Bears. I am going to go with the Cardinals. Here's why, Travis. Chicago needs to lose this game. It helps them if the Cardinals get a win. Because then they are better off with their odds for the number one pick. Thanks, mm. Carolina. And I got a little uh, writing on this. A lot of people involved here in the fantasy mm. matchup in the playoffs. Important for you. And I'm also rolling, rolling the dice. Uh. I have the Bears defense. They've been good. They've been putting up the points last few uh, last few games. I wish you the best of luck. And then on Monday, Travis. Well, it's going to go either great for me or not. Kyler Murray is also opposing me, so. Oh, you're doubling down. I'm doubling down. This is a rematch of the championship game here in the playoffs this year. <laughs> hey, we said that it's going to be the last year of this league, so. Rolling the dice. Rolling the dice. <laughs> Monday, Travis. Uh -huh. In games you can hear on 98.9 The Game starting at 10.30. Bucks at the Knicks. Bucks minus three and a half. Minus three and a half. Minus three and a half. Bucks. Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee minus three. Yeah. I'll agree with you on that one. Knicks are. Well, they're the Knicks. And then the, the New York Knicks are trash. Yes. Uh, and then finally, uh, the final game on Monday: Warriors at Nuggets. Nuggets minus five and a half. I will go Nuggets here because Steph is washed up. <laughs> He's done, and he can't win without Draymond. Oh, there I said it. Mm. No, I think they won their last game. <laughs> say, yeah, they did. <laughs> They put Boston to sleep. Yep. Uh, I think the Warriors could cover here, but I'll uh, play the game and I'll go Denver minus Nuggets. five and a half. Nuggets minus five and a half. Alrighty, there we go. Pick'em is done. I would really want to go Warriors there, but I'm gonna play it smart. Playing it smart, he says. So that's our pick'em game. Yes, there's a lot to pick there. Yes, very well. Uh, let's see. I think the only thing left here is this date. 
yes. state sports history. All right, let's start. We got the whole weekend, so let's start with today. On this date in 1971, the Lakers won their 27th straight game, setting the record for longest win streak in MLB, NBA, NFL, or NHL. The streak would ultimately stretch to 33 straight, which still stands as the record today. Hmm. On this date in 1996, Brett Hall joins his father, Bobby Hall, in the NHL's 500-goal club when he scores three times for the Blues in a 7-4 victory against the visiting Los Angeles Kings. Brett and Bobby Hall are the first father-son tandem to each score 500 goals. Ah. On this date in 2003, an emotional Brett Favre throws for 399 yards and four touchdowns the night after his father's death. Mm-hmm. That was a famous Monday night game. Yep, I remember that. On this date in 2013, a fourth quarter passing touchdown to Julius Thomas gave Peyton Manning his 51st pass touchdown of the season, breaking Tom Brady's single season passing touchdown record. Manning threw four more touchdowns in week 17, finishing with 55 passing touchdowns. Hmm. December 23rd, 1972, Travis Franco Harris scores an infamous game-winning touchdown after his immaculate reception playoff catch versus Oakland. The win marks Pittsburgh's first playoff win in franchise history. Despite losing the FC Championship game to Miami, the game sets stage for their run of four Super Bowls in six seasons. Hmm. Yep, that's a famous play. December 23rd, 1997, Chicago's Phil Jackson recorded his 500th victory as an NBA coach, reaching the mark in his 682nd game, faster than any coach in NBA history. Hmm. Think about that. Winning 500 games. Yeah. 568. Hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. Even if he didn't come back with the Lakers, Phil Jackson. First ballot Hall of Famer with his Bulls run, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, December 23rd, 2007, in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks, Kobe Bryant become the youngest player at the time to reach 20,000 points. The record would later be eclipsed by LeBron James in 2013. Kobe. Kobe. And finally, December 24th, 1994, the Rams and Raiders both lose their final game of the 94 season, which would be the last NFL games played in Los Angeles until 2016 Week 2. The Rams' first home game after moving. So, hmm. it's a long time to wait between losses. There it is. December 24th, 2004, Brett Favre and the Packers clinched the NFC North title. In a winner-take-all game against the Minnesota Vikings, Packers tied the game on a Favre touchdown pass to Donald Driver with 3.34 left in the fourth quarter, then walk it off on a Ryan Longwell field goal as time expires. The Vikings would get the last laugh as a few weeks later in Lambeau, they would defeat them in the playoffs. Hmm. And finally... December 24th, 2014, Central Michigan scores a touchdown on a wild multilateral play as regulation time expires but misses on a two-point conversion attempt and loses 49-48 to Western Kentucky in the 2014 Bahamas Bowl. Central Michigan quarterback Cooper Rush sets a record for touchdown passes in a bowl game with seven in the defeat. Mm. Cooper Rush, the greatest backup quarterback of all time. Yeah, Cooper Rush. Yeah. Nick Foles has something to say about that. Well, that is true. But he started as a starter and then lost his job and came back. Yeah. Cooper was always the backup. He's definitely had some good performances in his career. So, there you go. That is the state in sports history. That's your this state. All right. Very well. So, I think that's it. Yep. I think that does it. I think that's it for us. Done and dusted. So... Uh, that will uh, close out of this edition, and again, we'll be off on a Monday. No show, no podcast at all. So enjoy. Yep. Enjoy Christmas. And we'll let you know the rest of the week, kind of what the schedule looks like. 
Right, yeah, with uh, tournaments and, yep. and everything. Yep. Uh, Thursday looks a little uh, shaky uh, there, just to be forewarned. And also uh, be looking in the uh, podcast feed as well with the uh, Sports Stories of 2023 yes. end of the year podcast yes. as well, tradition like no other. And uh, so stay tuned uh, for that as well. We got stuff in the pipeline working on uh, for uh, that as well so i will uh, do it uh, for us here and we're out of here for christmas and have a merry christmas everyone thank you for listening of course all throughout the year and uh, we'll talk to you on tuesday Mm -hmm. thanks for listening thanks for downloading merry christmas peace out